Hello folks, you're listening to the podcast Revenge of the Drive-In, brought to you by Grandma Sophia's Podcast Network. Ordinarily, we take a look at two movies that we have paired as a double feature picked at random. This time, we've got a little bit of control over what we're picking, because we are doing a double feature mock draft. I am Patrick, I'm joined of course by... Jim, hello Patrick, hello audience, hope everybody's doing well. We have covered on this podcast through our first season and a half give or take we have covered 68 films i don't know if you've seen all 68 because for a number of them i've covered them with guests but that's what we're that's what we're going to be choosing from we're going to be choosing from our 68 movies in a mock draft style i.e fantasy sports or just real sports i guess technically jim you're not much of a sports fan but so (laughs) i guess apologies if i end up talking sports here and there but that's okay listen patrick as as per usual i don't mind sports as long as i'm at a bar drinking with you there you go all right well we're not at a bar (laughs) damn it! you're not even with me because we're doing this remotely but jim (laughs) that having been said with the first pick of the first round jim i give that to you what movie are you taking dude this is a tough one but i'm gonna go sleepaway camp sleepaway camp wow yeah (laughs) yeah Interesting. So we are going the second feature. We're leading off with that. That's interesting. I did not expect that from you. Well, here's the thing, Patrick. I am uh, taking a bit of a a different approach to my double features. And I would assume, like, I think I have a pretty good idea of how you're going to do it and what movies you're going to go for. But I feel like I'm the wild card in this one. Nobody knows what I'm going to do. I (laughs) mostly agree. Yeah, you're a bit of a wild card. I was expecting... You know, the movies that you would have been considering for the first pick, I was thinking, like, okay, Psycho is there, because that's one of the best movies we've done. You know, you love the Alien movies, uh-huh. the James Bond movies, but you also know I'm not really much of a risk to draft Alien or Dr. No, so you can get those later if you want. Yeah. But Aliens and From Russia With Love, I could have jumped at one of those, you know? I know, and you still might be able to. I and I was planning on picking From Russia With Love if you were going to pick what I am going to pick, but suddenly... Psycho has fallen into my lap. The best movie we've done, I would say. One yep, of my favorite yep. movies of all time. It's not too often the best player is chosen second in an NBA draft. The, the number two overall pick is kind of a notoriously unlucky one. Um, you have <laughs> Sam Bowie chosen over Michael Jordan. But there is also Kevin Durant was chosen number two, the best player available there. And I'm going best movie available, Alfred Hitchcock Psycho, and I'm happy with it. Good, good. I don't even think, I'll be honest, man, I don't even think I had that on my list. I have a... What the hell? It's it's the best movie we've done. Uh, listen, it's a fantastic about? movie. Uh, here, listen, I'll give you a bit of an insight, because I'm going to, because I feel like I could run away with some great matchings here, and I want to give you a real fighting chance. I'm going to give you a bit of insight. No, 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 don't tell me. It's, okay. This is, I like <laughs> okay, the, okay, okay. I like the secrecy here. This is a chess game, you and I. Okay. So, Jim, what's your second pick? See, I'm struggling because there's something I really want, but I know if I pick something that you really want, it'll really piss you off. And I have the ability to grab it now that you grabbed Psycho Is this first. completely just a troll job, then? Is that is that what you're confessing to here? <laughs> no. No. Fine. Take Dolomite. See if I care. Actually, um, I will take Dolomite. I will. That's it. That's really? my number two. Yep. I just threw that out there at random because I, I happen to be looking at it on the list. I well, was, it's on my list. It's on my list. Of... And I think I know All which right. one you're going to pick now. I think I know. 
Well, you know, we've done more horror movies than action movies. I've already got what I feel like is the best horror movie that we've covered. I'm going to go with one of the best action movies and a movie that I know is near and dear to your heart, and that is from Russia with Love. That's a great you know, one. I, I, needed a James, I needed a James Bond movie, and I don't want Dr. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, that's a pretty good pick. I'll be honest with you on that one. Um, so I've got two 60s movies. You've got two weirdo exploitation movies. <laughs> so here we go. Okay. I uh, Hold on. I'm, I'm looking at my list. Give me a second. Um, okay. Can I just say, um, so we've covered 68 movies, but I think it's safe to say some movies aren't really going to be. Like, neither of us is going to pick Screwballs. Neither of us is going to pick Spookies. I think yeah, everything yeah. else, I think, is kind of yeah, potentially like, chosen. So I think basically we're choosing out of 66 movies here. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like... Because uh, I, th- I think there is a world where Picasso Trigger works as a double feature with a... Uh, with a uh, James Bond movie or some kind of action movie, you know, even though neither of us really love that. Mm-hmm. Puppet Master could pair well with a number of supernatural horror movies that we've done. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw this one out. Ready? <laughs> okay. Uh, Game of Death. Game of Death. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Game of Death. You are going pure schlock here with your first three picks. <laughs> Dude, this um, is great. This is great. Game of Death is arguably the best made film that you've chosen so far. Well, there's a fantastically made 15 minutes. Well, but... yeah. <laughs> I don't Oh, actually, I guess you're right. It is the best made film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're adjusting on the fly here. Not. I mean, I'm not picking the fly for the record. Not now, anyways. <laughs> but I, again, I have two of the best movies, but you're clearly going schlock. So I have to snatch some of these schlock movies before you take them. So I got to think about... There's a couple that I'm considering. It's a tough decision, but I'm going Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, man. Give me that killer Santa Claus. We're recording this around Christmas. It won't. This episode won't come out around Christmas. I don't care. I think Silent Night, Deadly Night as a like um, somewhat... T- somewhat of an attempt at making like a serious psychological horror film falls on its flat uh, falls flat <laughs> on its face so many times that i think it's, yeah. it's just just funny and i think it could potentially pair well with something like psycho which i already have dude that one i'll be honest patrick that one's a bit of a hit in the gut for me <laughs> you didn't even really like that choice. movie that much this is surprising <laughs> who are you and what have you done with the gym i know i'll never tell okay um shit I'm. I don't really like. I think this one isn't even on your radar, but I'm gonna pick it just cause. Okay, no, I'm gonna pick this one. I'm gonna pick this one instead, and I'll tell you why I'm gonna pick it. Okay. Cause it, I didn't like it, but it pairs so well with a lot of other things. Okay. And that's gonna be Puppet Master. Wow. I thought if anyone was picking Puppet Master, it'd be me. But I agree, it pairs well with a lot of things. I think it paired well with. A Nightmare on Elm Street, which is what we paired it with initially back in our first season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I, but I'm looking at like uh, at my secondary list, and I'm like, oh, dude, there's like five things on that list that this would be great okay. with. You and basically yeah, I, have four second features so far. This is interesting. Well, maybe, maybe my ideal drive-in movie is just pure nonsense. 
<laughs> or maybe it's like lesser nonsense than greater nonsense. Like lesser nonsense followed by greater nonsense. Is Puppet Master the lesser nonsense then? Because um, I would say Pupper, no. Puppet it, Master is lesser nonsense. nonsense than Dolomite, for instance. Yeah, well, Dolomite is greater <laughs> nonsense and Puppet Master is greater nonsense. But I think my next pick will be the lesser nonsense that pairs okay. well with Dolomite. And there's a hint for you there if you want to play strategically. Okay, well, I, I got to be honest. I still have no idea what you're doing. So I, I don't <laughs> think I can really counter it too well because I don't understand it. <laughs> But that having been said, I'm I'm shocked it's still on the board. I'm shocked. Well, at least coming into this, I'm shocked you wouldn't have picked it by now. But I see that you're going for just whatever the hell you're going for. So I'm going <laughs> Aliens, 1986. Oh wow, wow! One of the better films we've done. One of the better action movies we've done. I'm 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 happy with Aliens. Wow! I I'll, yeah again, that's not even on my list. I mean, I think it's a fantastic movie. I love it. You know me, as we have I think we've already mentioned in this episode, that I love the Alien franchise, or at least a couple of the movies from it. But uh, that wasn't on my list. Not even on my secondary okay. list. Let's see, I don't even know what your secondary list is. What the hell are you talking about? I think it's I don't it's know, all my backup. It's all my backup choices. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to take right, this well, one. Well, what's your fifth pick, then? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, you know, actually, I'm going to take this one, because I think this one's probably on your list somewhere. I'm going to take Saw. Okay. Saw, Saw's a solid movie. That's the first normal one you've picked. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Saw, again, too, like, it's a fine movie. It's, it's yeah. you know, it's made well, but it's like a good kind of, like, it, it has a good, great balance of kind of, like, outdated early 2000s schlockiness and, like, stupidity. Yeah. But it's also kind of gross and creepy. Okay. Good pick. Good justification. Uh, we're, we still left a lot of quality on here. There's still no one's jumped at a Universal Monster movie yet. No one's jumped at any of our 50s sci-fi. <laughs> and for the moment, I'm not doing that either because I'm going shocker. Give me some Wes Craven. Yeah. Now, I... is it weird that, you know, we've also covered A Nightmare on Elm Street and yet Shocker is the first Wes Craven film selected? Yes. Is it indefensible? Sort of, but... Honestly, Shocker is like one of the most entertaining movies ever, if you ask me. It's not that good, but it's just it it's is. just a fun ride, you know? Yeah, and, you know, and for the most part, like, to be, let's be honest. Compared to, like, half the stuff we've watched, Shocker is better than most of, like, the crappy, schlocky stuff, right? Like, it's better than Spookies. Uh, I, suppose, I mean, it, is it better than, yeah, it's, it's a better made movie than Puppet Master. Like, if you're just going on those kinds of things, it's better than Ghoulies. Yeah, I see what you mean. I mean, you know, if, if I had to make a list out of all the movies, Shocker might fall in, like, the top 20, to be honest, out of the most enjoyable. Oh, it, I think it's definitely top 20 in terms of most enjoyable. I don't think it's top 20 in terms of quality. But, you know, those mm -hmm. are two different things, and that's fine. But, yeah, Shocker's a lot of fun. Well, you know what falls far below Shocker in terms of quality and killer enjoyment? Killer Workout. You're going Killer Workout, aren't you? Oh, that's a good guess, my friend. But I'm going to go... Which is it? The Big Dollhouse. The okay. Big Dollhouse. I think that's a great schlocky 70s, like, what do you want to call it? It's not even like black exploitation. It's like woman's exploitation. It's, it's just exploitation. Yeah. It's a women in prison film. It's... <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> but it... um, By the way, I learned this recently. The Big Dollhouse, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Just <laughs> a little unexpected. It's Good got a that. higher rating than Alien or Psycho. I don't know. 
You know, it's a <laughs> the bigotry of low expectations, perhaps, <laughs> with your exploitation movies. But yeah, the Big Doll House is good. It's a fun movie. So I've got three quality, and I've got two kind of utter nonsense picks here. So I can continue with another utter nonsense pick because there's some of those out there that I still really enjoy. Mm-hmm. I.e., Doctor Alien is on the board still, but. I think it's hard to turn down this movie because I love it that much, and that's Suspiria. Ugh, that's gonna be my next pick. Yeah, well, Damn it. fuck you, it's mine. Crossing um, that. Yeah, one. I guess that's the first movie chosen that you didn't cover, right? Because yeah. I covered that one with Freddie. Yeah, and for, for but, the but but I know you've seen Suspiria. It's 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 obviously great. It's amazing. Yeah, and I think the only movies I haven't seen that were covered are I think Abominable. Grizzly. Okay. Have you seen Vice Academy? I've seen Vice Academy, but it was like years oh ago on television. God. No, you didn't. I don't believe you. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. I don't think we're talking about I don't think anyone has shown that on television since the early 90s. I don't believe you. <laughs> no, it's on TV. That movie's forgotten. Largely, unless you've got like an awful Kojiko subscription with like... Oh, Maybe where they show schlocky movies. Yeah, that's the thing. I didn't. I didn't factor in just how awful Canadian telecommunication companies are. You're right. I'm (laughs) I'm mistaken. Yeah, out of out of like the 68 movies we've we've done, I've I think I've seen 60, either 62 or like 63 of them. There's some I was trying to watch before this, but I was like, "Ah, running out of time. The holidays. That's my excuse. Worth it on some of them. (laughs) (laughs) So Jim, what's your seventh pick? Now that Suspiria is no longer available. This is a movie, too. I think this next pick of mine is also a movie that's not on your list. It might might be, but I have a feeling it isn't. Now, you know, I'm going to grab it before you grab it. Dr. Alien. I'm picking Dr. Alien. All right. My ruse worked. (laughs) Damn it. I mean, would I have picked Dr. Alien if it was available in the 20th round? Sure, but I wasn't rushing out to get it. I mean, it's a... (laughs) It's fun stupidity but I, I i can find better movies but that's not a bad pick you enjoyed dr alien a lot i did i, I thoroughly enjoyed it all right well this next movie i know you love again no. i have no idea if you're considering <laughs> drafting it because again i still have no idea what you're doing strategy wise so i'm just gonna take it a fistful of dollars Ugh, patrick me back-to-back italian movies damn it okay that one's that one's getting crossed off my list god damn it all right. Killer Workout's still on the board. I know. I see it. I see it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I do too. And, and that means nothing to me. I'm going to grab this one just because I can, and it's going to be Final Destination. Okay. Yeah, this is also another movie. I don't know if you can pair it well with a lot of things, but it's kind of like one of those you just throw it on movies, you know, which is sure. not bad for... For a drive-in double feature, just it's throw an it utterly on. passable film. Yeah, yeah, and then you can have something more outrageous afterwards. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I think um, you've already got, you know, a quality outrageous teen horror film in Sleepaway Camp. Potential <laughs> pairing there. Potential. I'm not saying you know for certain, but all right. Final destination. Decent pick. I wasn't really planning on picking that one up anytime soon. But I'll tell you what I am picking up this time. This is going to be my eighth movie. Okay, okay. And I am going... I'm just going to do it. King Kong vs. Godzilla. Give it to me. (laughs) 
Uh, that's another one crossed off my list. I thought you were going to go for something else before that one. I mean, I I figured based on how you're drafting, that was coming up sometime soon, so I kind of have to <laughs> adjust on the fly here. But it's, you know, I, no Godzilla movie is, has been drafted yet, so I figure, you know, good enough time. You get both King Kong and Godzilla, more bang for your proverbial buck, even though <laughs> King Kong looks like utter shit in the movie, and the movie's not really good, but that's fine. That's fine. Jim, what's your ninth pick? Okay, hold on. Give me a second here. This is getting tough. This is getting tough. Let me look at all my sheets. <laughs> okay, I've got these two. Uh, yeah, these ones. Uh-huh. Spooky is available. Okay, I got it. It's uh, Friday okay. the 13th, part two. Okay. I figured you would jump at that at some point. <laughs> I um, It's a good movie. It's it's one of the better slasher movies we've done. We've done a good amount of slasher movies, but that it's a good one. And, you know, when I was, like, <laughs> I was writing this list down the other day, and I just couldn't get that wheelchair falling down the stairs out of my head. Okay, And sure. I was like, yes. I was like, this is making it onto the list. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Classic moment, of course. Classic. <laughs> Classic Odessa Steps sequence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How are you going to respond, Patrick? I think I'm going slasher as well. And I, I would argue this is the best slasher film we've done. I know many would say Halloween is better, personally. I've never enjoyed it as much as I enjoy A Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984. So I've got both Wes Craven movies now. Ah. So we've got 50 movies left. Have we we picked... Oh my god, I can't even speak. We've each picked nine. Yeah. Some of the best movies we've done still on the board. King Kong, Audition, Godzilla, Halloween, Strange Brew, Spookies. (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay. Just, just reminding our listeners what's still available. Star Trek, the motion picture. You could go for a double feature nap. You know, I, the, that's pick exactly. the most boring movie ever made. That is not on my list. And, <laughs> Star uh, Trek and Robinson Crusoe on Mars. Pull oh, the yeah. Trigger. Another one that's definitely not on my list. <laughs> I mean, they're both fine movies. I mean, I like Star Trek more. But yeah, I mean, they'd only make it on your list if you were going to have a... If it was going to be like a slumber party double feature. Yeah, you know, it's nap everybody time. brings pillows in their PJs. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Ready or Not. Ooh. That was a good one. I enjoyed that one yeah. a lot. I'm surprised, actually, that you haven't picked it yet because I thought it would pair very well with a couple slashers because it would. it's kind of like the. Well, I guess maybe it wouldn't really, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> Never mind. Ready or Not, very good movie. I'm going with a movie here, and I mean, I like the movie, but I'm, I'm drafting it above movies that I like more than it, but I'm getting it specifically because I think it pairs very well with something I already have. So I'm going with First Blood. That's a good one. That's a good choice. I've watched it several times since we've done that episode, and it grows on me every time because I think it's just such an interesting story. Like a tumor. It's such an interesting story, and the ending is really, like, amazing. The ending is, is something else. The ending is very very well done. For like an '80s meathead action movie kind of thing, you don't see endings like that. Yeah. Now, now I got a question for you. When you're coming up with a double features, do you want like your first feature to end kind of with a bang, but like a lead in to the next one? I haven't been planning things that way. I mean, if you can pull that off, great. I don't know how easy that would be to do. Mm-hmm. I would almost have to like hear an example to even really know what you're talking about. Well. You might hear one. You might hear one later. But I'm going to tell you what my next pick is, and it is Child's Play. 
Okay. Elephant in the room here is you already have Puppet Master, Child's Play, kind of the perfect first billing for a <laughs> Puppet Master double feature, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's what you'll end up using it for, but that would be the direction that I would head in for sure. Well, Patrick, you might be a mind reader, and that's all I'll say. All right. Okay. <laughs> you know, Child's Play Dolomite, that could be fun too. <laughs> so this is my 11th pick. I've got a mix of classics, Psycho, from Russia with Love, Suspiria, Fistful of Dollars with Nonsense, King Kong vs. Godzilla, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Shocker. And this is this is really what each of these next um, several rounds is going to be. Do I want a serious movie or do I want nonsense? I have to kind of make up my mind here. But you know what I'm going to do? I am going to take the middle ground. I'm going to take a serious movie that is nonsense as well, and that's The Invisible Man. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I mean, right? It's yeah. a it's a silly movie, but it's it's well done. It's a classic in its own right. That one for like that movie's on the top of my list for all the universal movies that we've done. Yeah, I and, thought it was. And even kind of like all the classic monstery movies as well. I mean, and I, like I'm including I guess Godzilla in that as well. And King Kong and yeah. Well, yeah, and the I, fly. I like, and I I think Godzilla is probably the one that's the best film. But the Invisible Godzilla Man, or King, Godzilla, King Kong, Frankenstein. I think all three pretty, pretty comparable, pretty equally great. Yes, yeah, I think you're right. But the Invisible Man is just fun and it's interesting. Yeah, and ah, uh, oh, damn, and I that's like a great that they pick. spray paint a cat. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love that. <laughs> the cat was probably killed during production of this film. I, I'm sure I, it was. I would yeah. imagine. All right, what's you hit me with your twelfth pick here? <laughs> Just just to remind, before, before you do that, just to remind yeah. our listeners, here are some of the movies that we have available. Still Halloween, Night of the Living Dead, Dr. No, Godzilla, King Kong, Strange Brew, A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, Killer Workout, Killing American Style, Audition. You know, there's a wide variety to choose from here. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious what you're doing. You actually just listed a movie that I was going to go for. I don't know if it's going to work with the one that I have in mind. But I'm probably going to pair it up anyways with it. So I'm going to pick Killing American Style. Another film you did not cover, but I guess I, I guess you've seen it. <laughs> I have. I watched it on the YouTube for free once. Yeah, Killing American Style. Good movie. Possible. I mean, you can't do this because I have it, but I think a Killing American Style with the, as the second movie to a Rambo double feature could be could be a lot of fun. Yeah, or like but, the way I the way I was thinking about Killing American Style was that it's a much more competent. Well, I, mean, I guess it isn't really, but it's a much more competent version of like Picasso Trigger. I feel you know, or I think it's least, much less competent. Well, it's more fun to watch. Much anyways. less. Andy Sedaris knows what he's doing. Amir Sherman doesn't. Yeah, I guess you're right, but I, for some reason I just remember Picasso Trigger just hating it, kind of. All the way through and just finding it super okay. boring. But Killing American Style. Oh, yeah, is... I enjoy um, Killing American Style more than Picasso Trigger. I just think it's it's a shockingly bad film, but that's <laughs> fine. I mean, well, the only thing that saves Picasso Trigger is nudity. You know? I guess. Like, and then, because even, like, the schlockiness of Picasso Trigger isn't that good. You know? Like, it, it's, right. it's, yeah, it's I think just that's a fair. crap. <laughs> it's just a crap movie with boobs, you know? <laughs> No boobs in this next movie, but I am picking Godzilla, oh, the original shit. 1954 masterpiece. Ah, uh, I thought you were gonna sit. I thought you were gonna hold out it's, on that one I th- for one more. I round. think at this point it's the best movie available. King Kong would be up there. 
Alien would be up. I mean, I don't really like Alien, but Alien is one of the better movies left. So if I'm just drafting on best available film, Godzilla is there. But I mean, I, I just love the movie too. And yeah, you know, I can always pair it with King Kong versus Godzilla or something, you know. I might pick up a 50s sci-fi movie later on that I could pair it with. Who knows? Man, I don't know. There's one that I really want to grab next, but I think I have to grab something that'll pair with something else before it's gone. So I guess I'm going to say, and I know you don't like this movie. This is probably one of the movies you've enjoyed the least next to like Screwballs or and something strangers? like other things of that. Yeah, exactly. It's The Strangers. The Strangers. I'm taken. Yeah, The Strangers sucks. I'm very <laughs> anti-Strangers. <laughs> anti-foreigners is that what you said no i am a foreigner (laughs) um yeah no i i really don't like the stranger i do think that's one of our least entertaining movies so i do not have a problem with you picking it because that leaves many interesting films for me halloween phantasm body double yep yeah body double is a great movie that having been said this is difficult. I feel like most of the nonsense is gone, or at least of the entertaining nonsense. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to pick one of the last films that I would kind of throw into that category, and granted, it's not a terrible film like some of them, but I'm going Strange Brew. Ooh. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. See, I was going to pick It's that. like our only straight-up comedy left, right? Yeah, because, you know, Spider Baby's a horror comedy. The, the Vincent Price movies are horror comedies, but Strange Brew is just like a pure comedy. I don't think we've done a whole lot of that. I think that's maybe well that and like Screwballs, but Screwballs is terrible. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that was actually second on my list, but I I never thought you would pick Strange Brew in a million years. I never thought you'd pick it. I think you forced my hand. Oh I think goodness. you've you've been going so nonsense heavy with this draft. I was running out of options. Oh my goodness! Okay, well, do, go- do I really want to be stuck with like every fifties movie? And maybe <laughs> I don't know. You're gonna be stuck with like <laughs> like Spider Baby. That'll be the most nonsensical thing. <laughs> Spider Baby is one of the uh, I sort of considered it that round. I I enjoy Spider Baby. I know you don't. Yeah, it's all right. You know, I just. It, I just think Lon Chaney Jr. looked so tired and old and sad in it that it just... Yeah, that's what, how I think about you, and it doesn't hurt, harm our friendship. <laughs> tired and old and sad. Ugh, kill me. Speaking of killing, though, I'll, uh, I'll go for Killer Workout. All right. Possibly my favorite movie we've done. Yes, just it, it, was, of... it was bound to happen. A- absolutely. It was going to happen at some point. I love Killer Workout. I think it's ridiculous. It's perfectly schlocky. It's a perfect second feature. It's a perfect piece of shit, really. I mean, you could pair it with a fair amount of things, and it would <laughs> it would be a great second movie and a double feature. Well, I am going with perfect shit for this one, too, and I'm going Bride of the Monster. Give me that Ed Wood. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Give me that. Uh, let me tamper in God's domain here for a moment. <laughs> That's a good choice. That's a good choice. I'm feeling good about it. I'm feeling good about it. It's a good pairing potentially with Godzilla. Fistful of dollars, maybe not. You know, I don't know know what I'd put it with if not with Godzilla. I'm not 100% sure, but I feel like there's potential for that double feature. Well, I'm going to go for a movie that I would consider being the first film in a double feature, depending on what you pair it with, of course. But uh, one that I thoroughly enjoyed, and I think you enjoyed it, it was uh, The Prowler. 
Okay, I don't see this ever being the first end of a double feature, but I do enjoy it, yes. <laughs> the Prowler is like one of the most violent movies ever. That's it's a, It was banned in the United Kingdom. It's a video nasty. It's it's uh, it's pretty wild. <laughs> Everybody in the UK, you can't watch it now. Tune out of our well, I, I think I think the video nasty thing is over by now. That's probably it. Yeah, I mean, it's probably true. Okay, so... We do have a couple video nasties left on the list. House by the Cemetery was definitely a video nasty. Um, I think the original Friday the 13th was, too. That having been said, I'm, I'm, we're avoiding the video nasties, at least for now. <laughs> and I, But I am sticking with some sleaze here, some quality sleaze, and I'm going with Body Double. Body Double's a good movie, though. Some of the classiest sleaze you will ever see. It's right up there with Wild Things. Uh, I think it's a better movie than Wild Things, but I would kind of compare Wild Things to it. I genuinely think my, growing up, we had Body Double on VHS, I think. I don't know where it's disappeared to, if we did have it, but uh, I'm almost positive we used to have it, because I'm sure I watched it on VHS. It's in a sock drawer somewhere. Yeah, (laughs) in a crusty sock drawer. Yeah, (laughs) with all these stained socks and everything, yeah. (laughs) It's Body Double for you. Classic sleeves. All right. So, Jim, you and I are each going to be picking five more movies, so mm-hmm. we're each going to have a, a total of 20, i.e. 10 double features. So, let's start off with, what's your 16th pick? I feel like I've got almost too much schlock in my list. Yeah, um, no fucking kidding. That's <laughs> what I've been saying. <laughs> so, I, I did just how I was drafting because of this. Okay, um... When the Prowler is one of your classier films, I mean, what does that say? <laughs> Well, you know, you don't know what kind of double features I'm going for here, you know? Maybe That's it's true. all maybe it's all schlock night double features. Big Dow House and Vice Academy, make it happen. That's a pretty good one. But I think I am gonna No, I'm not gonna take Vice Academy. Well <laughs> I'm sure me. you can snatch it in the later rounds. I'm not exactly itching to pull the trigger at that one. <laughs> oh fuck it. I'm gonna do Man, I don't know. Hold on a second. What am I gonna do? Because there's some I really, really want, and I know there's one I think you're going to grab if I don't grab it. Okay, I'm going to grab The Vast of Night, I think. That's what I'm going to do. It's not really a okay. it's not really a drive-in movie, but I think okay. it's a very fine movie. I think it's uh, it grabs your attention. It's interesting and engaging Does to it? watch. And, uh, yeah, that's really it. <laughs> and I like it. Okay. I, I was certainly not planning on picking that one anytime soon so i'm fine with that being off the board okay so here here we go my 16th pick god there's some there's some quality stuff we have not picked a lot of the older movies um i'm looking at like the 30s and 50s stuff that's available but i like me some phantasm I, I i would probably go with audition here except i think audition is a difficult one to pair Mm-hmm. with anything and you've already taken saw so i don't think i'm gonna be able to really utilize auditions so i think i'm just gonna go with uh give me king kong okay well see i think because you t- you took godzilla so i wanted king I kong did. and godzilla i i, I have all th- <laughs> godzilla raids again is available but i've got king kong i've got godzilla and i've got king kong versus godzilla so i double down on the giant monsters here yeah as, and as, I was waiting at, I was like holding it because I was like, oh, if Patrick catches on to what I'm doing, then I'm in serious trouble. I'm I never can... catching on to what you're doing. I have no <laughs> idea what you're doing. 
Hmm. Abominable still available. Giant monster kind yeah, of. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, Grizzly's still available. <laughs> you haven't seen it, so. <laughs> no, I haven't seen Abominable. Grizzly's still available, but it's, meh, you know. Grizzly and Abominable are, yeah, there's similar size with those monsters, I suppose. They're both a little smaller than Kong. Hold on, let me consult my list. Let me consult my big list of all the movies. All right, Jim is consulting his draft scouts at the moment. <laughs> Gotta pick the best player. Can I interest you in a ghoulie? <laughs> I thought about it. It's on my secondary list. Or, or do you plan on entering the ninja anytime soon? I thought about entering the ninja, but I think I've taken a movie to replace that. I or think. experimenting with the Quatermass, perhaps? <laughs> That's another one I haven't seen. I watched the trailer for it. Okay, it that's really a that's cool. a legitimately quality film. I, I I do like that. Hmm. I'm gonna go with. <laughs> oh shit! This is too much pressure now. I'm sweating sitting here. Just picturing the guy in the airplane, that little gif of him just dripping in sweat and trying that's... to land the plane. <laughs> that's exactly what's happening to me right now. I'm just drenched. I don't know. I don't remember if you've taken it or not. Yeah, but, but you're, gonna... you're drenched, but not in sweat. You just saw Body Double on VHS. <laughs> exactly. You know, I don't. Have you taken Halloween yet? No, Halloween. Halloween is still on the board somehow. Okay, I'll take Halloween. <laughs> okay, there we go. Make your mother happy. Got Halloween <laughs> and Saw, two of your mother's favorites. <laughs> oh fuck! You just reminded me of what I was gonna take. God damn it, Patrick. <laughs> 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 so you're going for audition next God, round, fuck. I assume. <laughs> I, okay, was like, uh, I was like, which one was I supposed to take? <laughs> see, okay, here's the thing. I could just step in and take audition just to piss you off. It doesn't really pair well with too much of what I have, but I do have two Japanese movies. So in the most shallow <laughs> way, yes, audition and Godzilla or King Kong vs. Godzilla work well together. Take it, see but if I'm I not, care. But I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep audition. Audition's yours if you want it. Because I... I'm going theater of blood. Give me that Shakespeare. Give me that Vincent Price. Give me that Dame Diana Rigg. Dude, I thought you would have picked theater of blood so much earlier, and I was purposefully not picking it because I was like, I, I think Patrick's going to take this. I I mean, I just, there was so much other stuff that I wanted. I mean, it, I, I couldn't justify like a top five pick on it when Suspiria and Godzilla were available. You know, like I, I was very interested in it from the beginning, but it's just a matter of like finding that time. Yeah. You know, when, when, I didn't want to jump on Theater of Blood too early and waste a prime pick and you end up with Shocker or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay, hold on. I'm going through my big list. I'm scra- I'm scratching things out that have been taken. Strange Brew's gone. The Strangers are gone. Godzilla's gone. Star Trek is available. Yeah, I'm Halloween taking it. Halloween 2 is fine. available. You know what movie is Hellraiser. on this list but I would never have considered for literally anything? Just pick Audition. Just do it. I, I specifically didn't pick it so okay, that audition. you have an opportunity audition. here. Audition. I've got Audition. audition. Okay. There we go. It's Audition. Okay. But you know, you know it's a movie that's on the list that I would also never consider as being a drive-in movie or worthy of being in a double feature of any kind? Silent Hill? Silent Hill. Yeah, yeah. We, neither of us were going to pick Silent Hill. I suppose that's fair. <laughs> Okay, still got two Universal Monster movies available. Still got some 50 sci-fi with Quatermass and The Fly and It. This is tough. I mean, we know I'm not picking Alien or Star Trek. You, you know I don't have interest in those. Mm-hmm. How many more picks do I have? Uh, I have three this, more. Yeah, okay. I have three more. This is my 18th pick. No, this is your 17th. This is my 18th pick. I'm writing this shit down. This is my 18th pick. Don't lie to me. Don't gaslight Oh, me. yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, um, <it> <laughs> okay, so there's definitely two that I'm, like, planning on 
picking up here, and I think I can get one later. So I am going to go with Frankenstein, okay. 1931, James Whale. Yep. I think it's it's one of the best films left on the board. So that was at the top of my mind. of my maybe list, and uh, then I forgot that it was there because I've been so flustered now that I'm unsure of what to pick. <laughs> okay, well, for my nineteenth pick, I think I've got everything I wanted on like my immediate list. Ah, you know, fuck it. I'll take uh, I'll take Phantasm. I'll see what I can do with okay, that. Okay, that's fair. I'll see. What yeah, I can Phantasm. Do with that. A bit surprising that it lasted that long because both of us really enjoy it. It was in both of our top tens, I think, for season one. Phantasm's great. Yeah, Good pick. My only Good problem... value here at, at number 19. <laughs> or my number pro... 37, I guess. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I, you know, my only problem with Phantasm is that I I feel like it's kind of a hard movie to pair. Unless you've got a couple really specific movies that would go with it, I th- but I don't I have think any it, of that. <laughs> I think, I mean, Phantasm is very unique, but I, I think you can... I don't think that's going to be too difficult. I think you can pair it with something. I don't think that's uh, that'd be too difficult. In fact, there's something still on the board that I think could pair well with it. But spoilers, that's one of the movies I'm considering picking. Oh. Um, so with my 19th pick. Number 19, baby. I'm going season two. The yep. season two film. And I am going Night of the Living Dead. Which I think would work great with Phantasm, to be perfectly honest. That's the movie I was thinking of. But. I'm surprised it lasted so long. That's another movie yeah, that I didn't even consider. Because I was like, okay. Patrick is going to take it. It's great. It's one of the best movies we've done. It's It, it should have been drafted earlier, but you were wasting prime draft picks on Game of Death. <laughs> um, uh, to that be perfectly honest, I'm not, even, I'm not even lying. I was going to pick Game of Death very high if you didn't. I'm, I'm not even <laughs> lying. That was it was high on my list. <laughs> uh, Game of Death is great. Oh, I, I mean, mean, I know sure. you liked all the Bruce Lee stuff, so I was like, I got to get this. And I like the Photoshop, too. I, like, I love the <laughs> ingenuity of, of, like, hey, we don't have Bruce Lee. Let's try and convince you that we have him. Let's distract you with this woman's cleavage so that you only see <laughs> our Bruce Lee standing in the reflection of her cleavage. Oh, hey, you know what's a movie that's still on the list? And Hush. No, well, I was going to say Hush, which I'm surprised you didn't pick, but uh, this is, I guess, is this my 20th pick now? This is your final pick. Oh, man. Make it count. Okay, I'm going to throw Alien, it away. Alien, Dr. No, available, The Fly. Hmm. I'm going to... Uh, ghoulies. What about Stuff? What about the stuff? The stuff is here. Have you seen it? I've only seen part of it, though. Oh, cool. I think <laughs> a true wild card. If you a pick true it, wild then. card, though. I think it could pair with a couple of things. Yes, I agree. So I'm gonna take the stuff. The stuff is very good. I, I enjoy the stuff quite a bit. So okay. So you are done. You've got your twenty films, and that leaves what I was kind of hoping to be my final pick as my final pick. So I'm going with the OG. Friday the 13th. Nice choice. I needed one of the Friday the 13th movies, and it's much better than Part 3. It's yes. not a great movie, but Friday the 13th Part 3 might be my least favorite in the series. So I think I got a good kind of exploitation-y slasher kind of movie late in the or as the last pick, so I'm happy with that. All right, so before Jim and I deliberate in choosing our double features just to remind the audience the films we have jim has sleepaway camp dolomite 
Game of Death, <laughs> Puppet Master, <laughs> Saw, The Big Dollhouse. These are all season one movies so far, aren't they? Uh, uh, Doctor Alien, Final Destination. There we go. That's a season two. That's a two. Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, Ready or Not, Child's Play, Killing American Style, The Strangers, Killer Workout, The Prowler, The Vast of Night, Halloween, Audition, Phantasm, and The Stuff. That of course leaves me with Psycho from Russia with Love, Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> Aliens. That's Aliens with an S. Shocker. Suspiria. A Fistful of Dollars. King Kong vs. Godzilla. A Nightmare on Elm Street. First Blood. The Invisible Man. Godzilla. Strange Brew. Bride of the Monster. Body Double. King Kong. Theater of Blood. Frankenstein. Night of the Living Dead. And Friday the 13th. So, apologies to some quality films that are left on the board. The Fly. The Quatermass Experience experiment excuse me dracula spider baby hellraiser i think was you hellraiser got shafted a little bit yeah, hellraiser is a quality yeah, film i liked hellraiser a lot i considered it yeah hellraiser is great um and then no apologies needed for films that were rightfully left on the board in screwballs ghoulies vice academy <laughs> picasso trigger silent hill Enter the Ninja, let's be honest. <laughs> Enter the Ninja's not that great. That was on my list, though. I just decided not to pick it. <laughs> and Jim not going Star Trek or Alien, I, I'm going to say, is the biggest surprise of our mock draft so far. Yeah, you know, to be honest, nothing... I mean, you knew I wasn't going to pick them, but I still thought you would want them. Well, yeah, and I. it's funny because you made some choices that... I think, for the most part, you made choices that I would have guessed that you would have done. But I like. Well, I chose a few that were specifically to counter counter what I assumed you would make, and then you didn't end up making those decisions. Like I chose <laughs> from Russia with Love really high because I figured you would want a Bond movie early, and you didn't even end up. The Doctor No is still on the board. No one took it. So. I know, I know. Well, see, I I'm surprised. That's the fly also is why still I took Aliens so high because I figured you would want both Aliens and Alien, and I don't want to be stuck with Alien because I didn't enjoy it that much. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, see, I'm surprised you didn't take The Fly, because you had it, The Invisible Man, and if I was going to pair it with anything, I would have paired it with The Fly. For okay, kind that's, of not like... a bad, that's not a bad pick. That, yeah. That, yeah, The Fly the fly was probably one of my, f- you know, would be one of my next three picks, probably. Maybe even my next pick. Yeah, if we had, like, 25 picks... Oh, yeah, The Fly's there's... gone. Yeah, absolutely. For me, Enter the Ninja would have been gone. And, uh... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's 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 split and uh, come up with our double features. Absolutely. Well, this is the part where we will have an ad reminding you that we're not sponsored by anybody because we cannot be purchased. All right, folks, we're back. Jim and I have independently determined our ten double features. There was a minor bit of communication between us, but not a whole lot. In fact, Jim told me what one of his was, and I already forgot it, so. <laughs> We're going to, uh, how about I deliver my first double feature first? Go how for it. How about that? And these aren't in any per- particular order, although I do fear, I think this might be my best double feature. So my first double feature, Psycho and Body Double. Wow, dude, that's a great one. <laughs> Hitchcock with Hitchcock homage. That's Hitchcock great. with sleazier Hitchcock basically is what, is what I've got there. 
Well, and that's what you want with with something like Psycho. You want to pair it with something like a little sleazy, you know, a little gross. Yeah, give me Janet Lee, give me Barbara Crampton, perfect, perfect. <laughs> give me Janet Lee getting stabbed in the shower. Give me a Barbara Crampton nude scene, perfect pairing. I think I'm I'm proud of that one. Body Double, of course, was a uh, when we featured it. That was a first feature, but I think it's sleazy enough to be a second feature, you know, easily. So. <laughs> No problem there. In fact, Jim, I think you pick more second features than first. So I think obviously we're going to be messing around with with things a bit. But Jim, why don't you give me your first double feature? Okay, so the first one is kind of, it's it's unfortunate and it's what I was left with. And I don't know, I, I originally picked it because I was so like, this is your worst one, are yeah, you saying? Yeah, this is my worst one. Okay. I was going to pair it with Saw originally, but then you reminded me of, of Audition. And I was like, oh, that's such a, that's way better. <laughs> Right. Okay. So, what do you got? So it's Final Destination, and Killer Workout. <laughs> I can see it. Well, they... I can I can see it. They're both dumb, trashy kind of slasher movies. Final Destination, bigger budget, more competence, but still kind of a trashy, stupid movie in its own right. Well, so that's and exactly what I was going is for. Utter nonsense. I I think that works. I think that's a good one. I think it works, but I don't think it's. It's definitely not the best on my list, of course, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much well, why. Well, both movies kind of suck, so how could it be? <laughs> <laughs> Here's my second double feature. I gave this one a lot of thought. I was happy with both these movies, wasn't sure where either of them would go, but then I thought, they, I think they work well together. So I'm going Strange Brew mm-hmm. and Shocker. You know what? I can see those two. I think they're both appropriately silly shocker is just like it's just a a violent follow-up to strange brew it's still just as stupid and ridiculous i think there's potential here i'm proud of this one i might have put it the other way around if if i had to pair those two just because strange brew is so ridiculous compared to shocker like shocker you get some gory scenes and it's ridiculous but it's a it's a more of a mainstream movie shocker is a bit more cult cult classic-y kind of thing you know yeah i mean strange brew is a bit of a cult movie i guess just because you have weirdo canadians that attach (laughs) their identities to it but yeah i don't know well my second and again mind you i've only seen half of this movie but for some reason i just liked these two together and it was phantasm and the stuff you're going for the goo this is the gooiest double feature available (laughs) that's exactly what i (laughs) that's exactly why i put them together is i'm going for the goo yeah okay i I think the stuff complements a lot of movies we've done but i think it's it's a particularly good pairing with phantasm i like that phantasm is this like kind of psychological slow moving kind of thoughtful horror movie the stuff is thoughtful but more in like a satirical sense and then you've got you know giant floating silver balls and you've got ice cream that kills people like i think you've got an interesting kind of mix of monsters there. Well, and you've got an ice cream truck as well that's true you? yeah so. yeah there's ice cream involved in both films <laughs> my number three double feature i feel pretty good about this i don't feel like amazing but the invisible man and king kong versus godzilla <laughs> okay okay you gotta explain this one to me because you know i like do both I? movies yeah i don't really see it though well okay so the invisible man is a classic sci-fi universal monster movie but it's also kind of a comedy it's mm-hmm. it's funny 
it's not taking itself too seriously. King Kong vs. Godzilla doesn't take itself seriously in any way. And so I think it's it's really just kind of doubling down on the silliness that, that's already in The Invisible Man, but we're also losing the seriousness of, of the story, of the character of this mad scientist, you know, being driven crazy by this poison that dies him invisible. You know, we've got King Kong being carried around on balloons. We've got The Invisible Man <laughs> stealing an old man's bicycle and hat. Doesn't he knock down a baby carriage? Maybe? There's trains destroyed in both films. The Invisible Man <laughs> takes out a passenger train of a couple hundred people. Invisible Man takes out Manhattan. Is that the... Yeah, King Kong <laughs> takes out a train and then scoops up the chick from You Only Live Twice and then falls asleep on the uh, Japanese parliament building. Like, I I, I don't know. I, I feel good about it. There's a lot of havoc, you know, running amok scenes in both films. I think it's a solid pairing. Have I convinced you? <laughs> Partially, partially. I see where you're coming from, and I can understand that. But to me, The Invisible Man is is quite serious at the end, and actually kind of sad, especially when he gets killed <laughs> at the very end of the movie, because he's just kind of succumbed to his own madness. Yeah, but that's why you you followed up with silliness. You you take on you, you're you're matching the silliness of earlier in the Invisible Man movie. You're not necessarily matching the seriousness of the second half but you're just doubling down on the silly invisible man stuff which is probably what i enjoy more in the invisible man but hey that's just me listen i'll allow it i'll allow it but let me know if you allow mine it's uh oh god (laughs) actually i think i think this one's actually pretty good i came up with this one on the fly and it's halloween and the prowler i think it's great yeah, and both both are about essentially somebody stalking victims, right? That's what it boils down right. to. But The Prowler is right. just is is the perfect movie to follow it up with because it is so gory and yeah. uh, the killer is both silly but also menacing whereas Michael Myers in Halloween is just straight up menacing. And then you also get Elaine's dad in The Prowler, which adds a whole new kind of weird... (laughs) What does that have to do with Halloween? (laughs) I don't know, but I love it. I love it. They play off each other very well, especially because The Prowler is just kind of like that B-grade movie, but it has the effects of a grade movie. Well, going back to when Josh and I covered Halloween, we paired that with The House by the Cemetery, Mm -hmm. which is one of the most violent, depraved works of horror film ever made. I kind of said, even though I didn't think that was a great double feature... There was potential for it because Halloween is this classic slasher movie. But really, when you think of what the slasher genre is known for, violent, elaborate deaths, Halloween doesn't have that. The Prowler yeah. does. The Prowler is kind of the the sleazier version, of, the sleazier kind of the post-Friday the 13th version of the slasher and matching that with like an with the early kind of the the proto slasher, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. I think is is a great pick. I think those two movies show just in a few years how much that the slasher genre changed. I like it. Now, here's my next one. I, I have a feeling you'll have some hesitancy with this, but let me explain. <laughs> First Blood and Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> fuck off. Fuck off. Okay. Well, Wait, hang on. on. Hold no, on, no, no. Hold on. Yo, you fuck off, sir. Is it... <laughs> First of all, do you not remember at the end of Silent Night, Deadly Night, when he, or excuse me, at the end of First Blood, when Rambo's got the giant chain gun and he's walking around the city, there were Christmas Yeah, I remember. Decorations. I remember. First off, <laughs> I just thought of that now. I did not think of that earlier when I was 
deciding that this is my double feature. But second of all, the movies are the same movie. They're both about a guy who relives a trauma in his past and snaps and just goes around killing people. Yes, one is accomplished much better than the other, but there's there's a common core between these two films. And First Blood, ultimate downer of an ending, right? Serious ending. Yeah. Silent yeah. Night, Deadly Night basically opens with a five-year-old kid getting his family murdered in front of his eyes. So, so we're picking up the bleakness. <laughs> but then we eventually transition into silliness and it all starts with that wonderful montage scene it actually i would actually say it starts when the little seven-year-old kid punches santa in the face but it really then we get the um the montage and then we get billy going around punish i think this is a perfect double feature i really do i'm gonna watch these two movies tonight i'm just gonna do it like you know and i agree with you they're perfect because it was right after I told you to fuck off that I realized, oh, he's doing the whole like PTSD in both of them. Yeah, I mean, there, I there's like, a okay, thematic with similarity with the two movies, and then I think there's a funness to the PTSD in Silent Night, Deadly Night is so poorly captured that it's just kind of becomes this schlock murder movie, like it's just stupid slashing, and and that's great. First Blood is a much more intelligent film. But I'm fine with that. These these don't have to be the exact same things. You're seeing the same general themes captured in very different ways. Yeah, and I, I, I listen. I Which is kind of you like what you're over. talking about with Halloween and The Prowler, really, because those are it's the same general story, but the execution is just so much different. Yeah, I agree. You won me over. I uh, okay. <laughs> I still think. I, I said I, it was going to sound weird at at first, but I said there's there's a logic there. I still think one of the best scenes <laughs> in either of those movies is from <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night, where uh, <laughs> the deaf the deaf Santa gets shot. That's <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, deaf <laughs> Santa. We got deaf Santa getting murdered. We've got <laughs> topless Linnea Quigley being pinned on deer and there's so many great moments in that movie. My next pick. I picked it mainly because well, there's okay. So I'll tell you what the first one is. It's it's the Vast of Night. I love the movie. I think it's really okay. well done, especially when you know what the budget was. But the story for me is so engaging and interesting. Everything's okay. just so neat to watch. I have a feeling unfold. I know what it's paired with. May I guess? Yeah. Is it audition? No. No, you did audition with Saw. You're going to do audition with Saw. Yeah. So okay. I I was just thinking audition because. Silent Night, Deadly Night is like, or excuse me, Silent, I'm still thinking of my perfect pick, but the vast of the vast of Deadly Night has this like great two thirds, and then the last act kind of sucks, where they just like disappear, and then Audition has this like perfectly normal first two thirds, and then the last third is like the craziest, most insane shit ever. So I just I just thought that was kind of interesting, but yeah, what what did you pair it with? So originally, I wanted to get one of the classic sci fi movies, but I forgot. <laughs> the fly so, is just the, the fly just plummeted it was it's well, still I available to, i actually wanted to do like that what, what is it it's it the terror oh, from, it the terror from beyond space yeah okay. but then that would have made for kind of like a really slow double feature even though i think the vast of night is very engaging anyways i put dr alien after it <laughs> oh we're going classic sci-fi here. yeah yeah yeah. Okay. classic sci-fi i see solely because it has alien in the title and the vast that's of night it. deals with aliens that's really the only that's reason it? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm. 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 I'm sorry. I'm gonna need some yeah. more convincing there. Yeah. That one's a no. That one's a no. I, yeah. Uh, Doctor Alien with like a Nightmare on Elm Street. Maybe I just. I just don't see it with the Vast of Night. I. Well, also the, and- the core audience of both films could not be more different. Even though you and I enjoyed both films, the average person who enjoys the Vast of Night is. N- not going to want to watch Dr. Alien and, and vice versa. I no, think. so exactly. So remember when I was getting all flustered and confused when we were picking our picking our movies, which was the whole thing? I was going to put, I was considering putting Killer Workout with Dr. Alien. Okay. Just because Killer Workout goes with anything. But yeah, and then I was like... some additional convincing on that statement. Well, too, yeah, well then whatever. I was also like, oh, why did I pick The Vast of Night? Why didn't I pick one of those cool 50s uh, uh, sci-fis? You so know, like, it, the terror from beyond space, with Doctor Alien potentially something like that. Yeah, or even just you know the vast of night. Then it. Well, too late. Yeah, I know. I fucked it up. You made your bed, and you gotta. I gotta sleep in it. Sleep with women. Oh, that's non voluntarily okay. in it, just oh, like in Doctor Alien. <laughs> All right, this next one. I don't have a lot of logic here, other than I think these are both excellent films. And one is is an appropriate first feature. One's a more appropriate second feature. Not that much more thought went into it than this. Godzilla and Suspiria. Godzilla and Suspiria. (laughs) Possibly my two favorite movies that we've ever covered, or at least my two favorite that aren't Psycho. Both are fantastic movies. I just think they're both great movies. Suspiria is this violent fucking movie that I think works well as a double... As, as the second billing, I'm not sure if Godzilla is quite the movie to put it with, but I also wasn't sure of what to put with Godzilla, because again, I've already used King Kong versus Godzilla, and some other things that might be natural pairings with it are used elsewhere. So I don't know. Do you think this works at all? I'll be honest. I, I don't, but that's also because I think both are just totally fantastic movies, and they're tonally extremely different and even like subject like of course subject matter is different but you have Suspiria which is this beautiful colorful oh that's another one chaotic we've, got, movie. We, we've got we've got black and white and then we've got the most color ever well, exactly in yeah. a movie <laughs> that's it makes up for the black and white <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and but then you know and it, it's all this weird kind of twisted supernatural element to Suspiria whereas Godzilla is just this awesome monster movie about a giant lizard attacking japan and it's all totally in black and white and taken very seriously and there's it's all it's all natural whereas suspiria is supernatural i guess i listen i'm not saying this is perfect this might this is arguably my worst one but at the very least if my worst double feature involves two incredibly good movies i feel like you know it could have done worse well you know it's better than the vast of night and dr alien i'll tell you that it probably is (laughs) it probably is all right what's your next one can you can you top godzilla and suspiria perhaps but you also don't like this movie so in your mind i won't it's the strangers and ready or not i really like i I will say i mean you're right i don't like the strangers i think ready or not probably is a good follow-up to it though I, i will admit that yeah, and I mean, it's it's because The Strangers is all about this home invasion movie, whereas Ready or Not is about people already being in the home, I guess. And I, I just found that kind of, I guess, dichotomy, you could say. Is that it? Yeah, I thought you were going to give me something else. Well, no, I mean, The Strangers is like, it's 
taken extremely seriously. And yes, when, yeah, that's what I was thinking. When I watch it, anyways, because again, I can't speak for you, but when I watch it, I'm like stressed out when like live when Liv Tyler's hiding in a closet, you know, or when they blow their friend's head off with a shotgun. But it's very different to when, when like the maid gets her when head blown off with a shotgun. Maid's head off, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In Ready or Not, and uh, I don't know. One one's just about. I guess the death of a, a budding family, and so is the other one. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's the death of that's a true. of a family that's been around for a long time, but also the complete annihilation. Also, you've got an engagement that didn't go well with the strangers, and you've got an engagement that should never have gone to marriage in Ready or Not. You know, <laughs> exactly. You've got, uh, yeah. The both <laughs> in both cases, the uh, the male, the fiance, you know, should have been told to fuck off. He was in the strangers. All right, this next one. Also, I think we're in we're in the portion where I don't really feel great about these as double features, but I, th- I think they're both at least good movies. From Russia with Love and A Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you Let doing? Let me make the case. <laughs> Let me make the case. From Russia with Love, very very upbeat second half, but a very slow first half. Okay. I think you kind of keep that momentum going with A Nightmare on Elm Street because that that opening is so strong mm-hmm. when we're when we're seeing Tina in her dreams and then when she's killed on the um, ceiling and stuff. I think you kind of keep up that um, momentum, and then really other than that is just yeah I don't know the I'll be honest the the, the two movies that had most difficulty putting with. Well, one of the other double features is later to come, so I'll point that out later. But yeah, I guess Godzilla from Russia with Love and another movie, I just like wasn't really sure what to put with them. Perhaps I could have drafted more strategically, but this is what I'm stuck with. And again, if nothing else, maybe it's not a great double feature, but they're two great movies at least. So they are, you know, I'm two not great stuck movies. with you I, know, uh, I don't The Vast know. of Night and Doctor Alien. You know, two movies that are. <laughs> <laughs> that that don't go Two together and one of them kind of sucks too you know <laughs> yeah i don't know if you've convinced me but I, again i this is a a pick that you've had where they're two fantastic movies on their own i mean like i could see from russia with a love and then something dumb like game of death afterwards oh yeah mate well well you've drafted that like first so i'm not <laughs> like, i couldn't use it i couldn't get to it maybe i would have done Joke's that on you well, my uh, next pick is one that you... It was because of you that I came up with this one. So and it was Saw and Audition? Exactly. Saw and Audition. Which is Saw first? Saw's first. Okay. Now, I was thinking about putting Audition first because it is such like a long... I actually think I would. Well, I think so- I would because then Audition ends with that horrific violence and torture. And then Saw kind of is that from the beginning. Although the the difference is Audition's so much more graphic, though. Saw is actually much more subtle in terms of its violence. Yeah. So I originally had Saw second, because I agree with you. But then I thought, well, if, if Saw's going to end, like, I, I don't know. For some reason, I just put Audition second, I guess. You know, the gross body horror stuff and <laughs> the slicing of a foot off with a wire this, that compliments saw beautifully yeah he slices off his foot in the last five minutes of that movie too there's yeah and it's almost feet like are flying left and right 
And I, I think with this double feature, I thought it would be kind of funny to lull you in. Like if you, especially if you'd never seen an audition before, it lulls yeah. you into kind of like a false sense well, that's, of security. That's just the best way to see audition. You have no idea what you're getting into. And then it turns out to be the most horrific thing ever. Like that's the, <laughs> best, that's the, the ideal yeah. scenario for anyone watching audition. Yeah. But you know, maybe, I, maybe I agree with you. Maybe it should have been the other way around. But no, I think this is good. I think, like I said, the reason I, I didn't draft audition was Saw was really the only movie that I would want to pair it with. Yeah. Because Audition, it's a great movie. It's one of the best movies we've done. But it just doesn't really pair well because it's like, it's a subtitle movie, so you want to take it seriously. You want to, like, you know, sit down, pay attention, but then it's also just horrifically violent and messed up. And it's like, okay, the other movies that are like that are mostly, like, silly. Like, um, I don't know, The Big Dollhouse it's kind of like a violent torture stupid movie, you know. Yeah. But yeah, saw saw I think I think it's a good pairing. I think there's a debate as to which comes first, which comes second. I, I do agree. Well, with you know that. too, and I think I'm like looking back on it, Saw ends with one of the greatest twists in like yeah. early 2000s cinema. You're and you're talking about the twist where Bruce Willis was dead the entire time. Right? <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. Bruce Willis was dead the entire time and he was his dead body was right next to the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Oh my God! What a twist! And his dead body was wearing a dress and had <laughs> murdered Janet Lee. <laughs> but yeah, Saw ends with this great twist, and then audition. You start getting this. It just starts out like a normal movie for the first yeah forty minutes, and then you start getting all these weird elements. You just get sucked into mm-hmm. nowhere. And I kind of like yeah. ending with this big bang, and then starting out relaxed and peaceful <laughs> with that opening shot of of on the. Well, ocean. we know you like ending with the big bangs because you had Doctor Alien as as the second feature. To <laughs> Damn right, the I best did. Of night. <laughs> All right, here's what I've got. This one, not that much thought was put in here. I just think these movies work together fine. They're both classic films. They're both among the greatest monster films ever. King Kong, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, I think that's good. You've got a giant gorilla, and you've got zombies. I don't know. I just don't have a whole lot to say about it other than they're both great movies. They both have great endings in, in for kind of different different ways. King Kong atop an Empire State Building is, is, is one of the greatest climactic sequences in film history. Night of the Living Dead has one of the greatest downer endings ever. Mm-hmm. I think these both work well, and I think there's there's something to be said about too about the characters. Where Night of the Living Dead, even more so than King Kong, but Night of the Living Dead has a lot going on with the characters, with some social commentary there. King Kong, a little bit with the Carl Denham character because he's kind of exploiting nature and the unknown and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, Carl Denham and Mr. Cooper from Night of the Living Dead, per- potentially some similarities between those two guys. And I like how both concepts of the movies are kind of ridiculous, to be honest. But they're both taken very seriously. Yeah, like I'm that's sure when Night of the Living Dead came out, people were like, "Oh, a zombie, zombies roaming there. Oh, that's silly. That's ridiculous." But it's played so straight, and everything in it is just so human. I guess you know because it, it's all it's all these. It's a human drama with the backdrop of monsters. I think that's arguably some of the best monster movies are that. Yeah, and then King Kong is is similar, but it's more of a drama. But it turns out to be a drama between humans and monsters, or a bit. one human or two humans and one monster. I'm behind it. I like that one. Plus, you get a gorilla fighting a T Rex. You know, if nothing else, it's oh, not yeah, quite it's as great. good as a zombie fighting a shark. In well, the you movie also zombie. get you also get a brontosaurus ripping people out of the water and throwing them around. There you go. There you go. <laughs> 
just thinking about this, King Kong, some kind of questionable, or maybe not questionable, dated representation of people of color, following that up with Night of the Living Dead, one of the few black-led movies that we've covered. It's basically this and Dolomite. And which is a more positive <laughs> view of black people? I think it's probably this movie <laughs> yeah. than, than Dolomite. Probably. probably. Well, I guess aping off that. Oh, no. I got the big dollhouse followed by Dolomite. And, uh... <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, I, really I only... guess the big dollhouse is sort of black-led, too. I think Pam Greer is kind of a co-lead in that. Yeah, she gets I, the theme song, if nothing else. Yeah, and it's it's two exploitation movies, but the big dollhouse is just so weird, <laughs> I guess. And there's like all that weird torture stuff. And Dolomite isn't. Well, yeah, Dolomite's super weird, which is why it's obviously a second, <laughs> a second, uh, a second movie. But I think them both being this like exploitation, but very different kinds. <laughs> of exploitation you've also got heroin withdrawal in both films because there's creeper and dolomite and there's uh one of the (laughs) women in in prison i don't remember which one yeah presented even more disturbingly in dolomite in the comedy i think because i think the actor they got to play was super high actually had something wrong with him yeah he was a real tweaker (laughs) that's for sure (laughs) yeah i i fear i fear that and uh you get female nudity in the big dollhouse. In bo- oh, a lot of it, yeah. And you get uh, a bit of female nudity in Dolomite, but full frontal male nudity in Dolomite as well. Yes, almost to the point of being accidental, but yeah, high pike. Yeah. <laughs> um, he just could not wrap that towel around himself fast enough. Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, I think as two exploitation movies that, again, are very different from each other, but in that same kind of exploitation genre, that's a fun double feature to watch. I would totally go to the drive-in and see that. I don't disagree. Okay, so this is my eighth double feature. It's one I feel good about. Frankenstein and Bride of the Monster. Well, yeah, it has to be that, right? Like I mean, classic mad scientist. Bride of the Monster pairs well with probably half the movies I have here because that could go with any of the Godzilla movies. It could go with The Invisible Man. But I think it works well with Frankenstein. Um, we get a classic Universal Monster movie that doesn't have Bela Lugosi, but just, just you wait. We get Bela Lugosi in the next one. Um, we've got... <laughs> Just classic science fiction, mad scientist stuff. Frankenstein, one of the best mad scientist sci-fi horror films ever, obviously. Bride of the Monster, one of the worst, uh, Just, but like in a humorous way where it's a lot of fun in how incompetent it is. Yeah, I'm totally behind it, and uh, I agree with you 100% on everything you said. So, yeah, good one. Good. I've got three picks left, but I think I'm going to save what is probably the best one for last so i will go game of death and killing american style <laughs> all right I, think... I i could see this but i want i want to hear what you have to say I, I i i think i have my own ideas i think this probably works pretty well but hit me well both are obviously ridiculous movies sure but it's also kind of funny that game of death it could you could technically call it killing chinese style you know it's a <laughs> It's just a, Bruce Lee was born in a, San Francisco, damn it. Oh, you're right. Yeah, sorry. Well, Killing I mean, Kung, I don't know if his stunt doubles were, or if all, if all the Fu other <laughs> Bruce Lee's are, but he was. <laughs> yeah, so you have Killing Kung Fu style and Killing American style. Sure. Game of Death is still a ridiculous, bad movie, but it's certainly more competent than Killing American style. Where it really yes. meshes for me is after the Bruce Lee, the 15 minutes of actual Bruce Lee footage, 
in Game of yeah. Death, and it just and the movie runs itself downhill so fast <laughs> to where uh, Christ, what's that old actor's name again? That Dean that Jagger. Died? Yeah, got a ninety-five-year-old yeah. dummy falling off the top of a Chinese restaurant or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, we run downhill, we speed downhill to that point, and then we jump straight into Killing American style, which is just. Which opens with tits because it's a stripper audition. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like Killing American Style is like one of the schlockiest schlock movies you could watch. And it's just terrible. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. to follow something like Game of Death, which is semi-competent and you can see where they were going with it. but There's it's moments still... of competence in Game of Death, yes. It's, exactly. It's not all terrible. No, and it, it in the end, it fails rather dramatically with a dummy uh, Dean Jagger, but Killing American Style fails fantastically all over the board. Oh, sure. And I think, uh, yeah, I think it would just trash. go as a great Absolutely. double feature. All right, well, I have not saved my best for last. I have two more. Neither of these I feel great about, but uh, like I said, I think my best were probably Psycho and Body Double. I feel good about First Blood and Silent Night, Deadly Night. I feel good about Frankenstein, Bride of the Monster. So I'm stuck with Aliens and Friday the 13th. Two 80s classics. Two um, compelling final girls. Ripley and whatever the hell her name is in Friday the 13th. Alice, I think. Uh, yes. There we go, yeah. (laughs) Um, Let's see, what else else we got? We got robots in both films. Uh, Wait, no, we don't. Um, I don't know. We got some fun gore moments. Um in aliens the best gore moment is the robot being ripped apart and all the milk spewing everywhere and then friday the 13th arrow through kevin bacon's neck kind of a similar thing because it's both like it's unexpected and because you get the uh i think the tail goes through um lance henriksen right and then he just like starts yeah being yeah. ripped apart yeah so mildly similar those two moments well you know vaguely. i can see it i, I can see because one is a is is just a straightforward slasher and the other one's just like this i don't know super super serious alien goo slasher we had kind of goofy secondary characters in both films with bill paxton and then with um whatever ted or whatever the hell his name is in friday the 13th the guy that dresses dresses as a native american goes around pisses (laughs) off the cop i don't know i'm like i said i'm not feeling great about this but it's like it's like what do i pair with aliens you know or what do I pair with Friday the Thirteenth? If a night, if I've already used a Nightmare on Elm Street and all these other slasher movies that I have, I think you have more slasher movies than I do, which is kind of surprising in its own right. Yeah, I did not put them to great use though, for the most part. But uh... no, you didn't. <laughs> I'm not sure I did with mine though either. A Nightmare well, I've got on Elm Halloween and the Prowler, and uh... that's true. Yeah, that that works. That that 100 percent works. I use Silent Night, Deadly Night well, but I'm not. I'll agree. Yeah, don't feel great about my either my other two slashers. I guess Shocker with Strange Brew. I think Shocker's a slasher movie that works pretty well. Yeah, I mean you could have done I guess Friday the Thirteenth and and Shocker perhaps, but then 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 what are you gonna? I could have, but I I liked my Shocker Strange Brew though. I like yeah, I, I like that too. I can see the Friday the Thirteenth or Aliens and Friday the Thirteenth working uh, mainly because you have Friday the Thirteenth, which is not I guess as as you so aptly put it the proto slasher for that halloween is but it is up there you know as when you think of slasher just kind of straight. i think i think friday i think um halloween kind of got the ball rolling i think friday the 13th 
becomes the model for what the slasher genre eventually becomes. Where yeah. it's dumber, it's sleazier, it's more violent. I think Friday the 13th is super influential in that sense. Yeah, and I mean, I think Alien is just a slasher in space. You know, where... Yeah, but Aliens really <laughs> oh, yes, or though. Aliens. <laughs> well, I mean, it's an action-packed slasher in space. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. All right. What do you got for your second to last one? Uh, you know, I don't know. You know, I think I'm going to give you this one because I think my last one's actually pretty good. So I'll say Friday the 13th Part 2 and Sleepaway Camp. There was no way I was not going to pair those two together. Yeah. And I think you already mentioned this, but out of all the Friday the 13th movies we've done for this podcast, the second one's probably the best one. Uh, the third Definitely. one's just a big pile yeah. of shit, and I hate Shelley. Yeah. The first one is just kind of like, it just feels weird and clunky and a little outdated whereas friday Part the 13th, two is a better made movie than the first one they're they're remarkably similar they're basically the same movie that's true for most of the series but part two is just better done it's a more professional product yeah and then sleepaway camp is something that is so obviously it's taking its inspiration from so horrifically unprofessional <laughs> in, in every capacity and that's what makes it wonderful <laughs> Yeah, exactly, and it's and it's obviously taking its inspir it's um and it's yeah, obviously we got the taking its inspiration thing. from Friday the Thirteenth, and yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I will say if I had I gotten, I mean, you drafted Sleepaway Camp right away. I didn't even have a chance for it, <laughs> but I would have liked doing a um surprise gender reveal double feature and have a psycho Sleepaway Camp uh, double feature. I think that would be that would be a quality one. Yeah, you know what? I was actually thinking about that. I actually had so when I had in my list, I had Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, Psycho down. was my first round draft choice as well. So you didn't have a chance for Psycho once you picked Sleepaway Camp. I know when I had Sleepaway Camp written down, I had Friday the Thirteenth, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, Psycho, and something else written down. I forget what. Probably the Prowler or something. Oh, uh, it might have been know. the Prowler. Yeah. But yeah, I think Friday the 13th Part 2, Sleepaway Camp, that's a solid double feature. That's sure. exactly what you'd expect from a double feature, I guess. You, you go in to a kind of classic slasher movie, then you end with the most ridiculous, janky, fucking <laughs> camp slasher thing you've ever seen in your life. Where like a absolutely, woman gets, absolutely. you know, remember in Sleepaway Camp when that woman gets, when that girl, she gets killed with like her hair straightener? Oh, yeah. Like it goes in her, not on her thigh. Like it's it like. Oh, it does. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a, it's a very, very sleazy film. Very graphic. Well, I guess not really graphic, but graphic enough, you know. And uh, yeah, it's great. Graphic enough for the both of them. Okay. This last one, my last double feature. This is a bit of like, what do I pair these movies with? Like, this was a little bit of that, but I'm going to think this through like while I'm talking to you because I, I'm talking myself into this double feature, first of all. <laughs> and the problem here is my first film is A Fistful of Dollars, which you and I were talking during the middle, you know, the part that's going to be cut out. A Fistful of Dollars is one of the best movies we've done. We haven't really done other movies like it. Mm -hmm. I think A Fistful of Dollars, Dr. No, potentially a double feature, but I'm not wasting a pick on Dr. No because I don't like it that much. <laughs> so I'm going A Fistful of Dollars and Theater of Blood. I can s sort of see. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Really, really charismatic lead characters and lead actors in both films different way in different ways, right? Mm -hmm. um, you've got the classic archetypal silent cowboy guy that just, I mean, he's not dead silent. This isn't, we're not watching the great silence here, which is an excellent spaghetti Western, but 
just this guy that doesn't say much, but he means business. Then you've got a character who says a lot because he's just quoting Shakespeare all the time, but he also <laughs> means business too. And I think there's like a fun in kind of the seriousness of, of the Fistful of Dollars. Like Fistful of Dollars, it's a little, you know, it's not the, like the most serious movie ever. It's not High Noon, but there's there's a little bit of playfulness to it, but it's still a pretty straightforward spaghetti western with beautiful cinematography with um a great score and then theater of blood is this kind of goofball horror comedy that's got drunken bums everywhere you know i don't know other than you know eastwood and vincent price are two of my favorite actors ever i think we could make this work if we have to i'm not sure i'm articulating it well you know i mean i think i don't think any other movie i have works better with a fistful of dollars than theater of blood does yeah, I mean, my only trouble is I think A Fistful of Dollars and Clint Eastwood might be too cool of a movie for Theater of Blood. You know what I mean? Like, you walk away from A Fistful of Dollars Well, see, going, that's wow, that's the difference so cool. of you and me, though, is I love Shakespeare 100%. I freaking love, like, two of my favorite things are Westerns and Shakespeare. If I can combine them in any way, <laughs> I'm going to love it, you know? Yeah. And that that's me. That's not necessarily you. That's not necessarily the audience. The, you know, our listeners might not feel that way, but that's me. To be honest, as long as it works for you at the end of the day, fuck it, pick them. Yeah, basically, my if I had to pick, like, a my five favorite things, maybe four favorite things, I, you know, westerns, Shakespeare slash classic literature, baseball, which, you know, you took the great baseball scene we've got in Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> And then Godzilla. Yeah. And those are four. And and so maybe I'll say, you know, Jason, you know, Slashers, Friday the 13th, that stuff. Those are like maybe my (laughs) five favorite things. Baseball, completely irrelevant except for the one scene in Sleepaway Camp. But just throwing that out there because I love baseball. But yeah. So what's your final one? My final one is Child's Play and Puppet Master. Okay. And I think the... I think this one speaks for itself. Yeah, I think it does. I don't think there's Puppet really... Master basically exists because Child's Play was made the year before, as far as I know. <laughs> yeah, Puppet's... Ma- Child's Play is basically a big-budget Charles Band movie. It's not a Charles Band movie because it's made with a professional director and people <laughs> that knew what they were doing. And then, so Puppet Master is kind of Charles Band doing his spin on that. With with just admittedly mixed results. I mean, I enjoyed Puppet Master. I know you didn't. Yeah, I, I, I love Puppet terrible. Master three. I think that's probably the best in the series. I've seen them all now. Puppet Master three, <laughs> and Puppet Master: The Littlest Reich were probably my two favorites. That's the most recent one, I think. The Littlest Reich, like R E I. The Littlest Reich. It's it's about eventually. Well, the first Puppet Master, there's a little bit of a Nazi thing. Yeah. But eventually the series goes like full Nazi exploitation. That kind of starts with Puppet Master 3. And it's not consistent <laughs> after that. There are storylines where they don't follow the Nazi stuff. There are storylines where they go heavily into the Nazis. And then the little strike is kind of the culmination of that storyline. It's kind of a reboot too. But hey, Barbara Crampton's in it again. Just like she's in the original for about five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my number one. And again, as you know doesn't really need any explanation it's it's pretty much puppet master is almost the same movie it's just shitty puppet <laughs> doll mayhem you know yeah well what's your uh what's your number one or do i already did it 
You're not listening. You, I, I went first. I was listening. I I, I remembered. I so remember. I think I think I think my number one in terms of quality. If I had to if I had to promote any of my double features, the one that I am, you know, opening weekend at at my my own drive-in theater. I think I'm going Psycho and Body Double. I think that's probably the best one I got. I think to be honest, that might be the best one out of all of them that we've. Come up First with. Blood, Silent Night, Deadly Night is close for me though too. I would <laughs> I would put that I, I, that one it takes a little bit more imagination, but you you just kind of need to. That's one of the ones like on paper you're like, what is this? This doesn't work. But then you're like, oh wait, no, it actually does. Yeah, I, that was the one I was the most uh, <laughs> against you on, I think. And then <laughs> you you won me over. You twisted my arm. I thought it was a good one at the end. But uh, yeah, I think that Psycho and uh, Body Double, that's a fantastic one. I like your Halloween in the Prowler. I think that's your strongest. That's a good one. I would say my runner-up to that one would probably be Child's Play and Puppet Master. Yeah, see, I, I guess I don't like that one as much just because it's, like, too it's on the nose. Oh. There's no imagination <laughs> in picking it. But, like, Hall- Halloween the Prowler, sure. Two slasher movies completely, you know, very similar in story but completely different execution. I love the super violent version of Halloween, basically. Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's great. We get a little psycho connections with both ones, of course, because Jamie Lee Curtis, and then a woman killed in the shower in the Prowler. Yeah, one of the most amazing, <laughs> like amazing special effects with a pitchfork. One of the most uncomfortable twenty five seconds or so of of my film viewing life, just about. <laughs> but it's like uncomfortable in a good way because it's amazing. So, that was our double feature mock draft. These are our double features. Be sure to check out all of our previous episodes where we cover these movies, and be sure to be joining us for the rest of Season 2, which won't be occurring for a while now. We're going to take a little bit of a break. Think of, like, The Sopranos, the final season of The Sopranos, they split it in two. (laughs) The final season of Breaking Bad, they did the same thing, so, you know, we're committed to the same level of quality as as The Sopranos and Breaking Bad, so that's, that's why we're doing what we're doing. But hey, We'll see you when we see you. Be sure to join us in a few months. 